Views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. Juneteenth in a big way. Um, 
And so we we join in that commemoration and recognition. And um said I need to do a T shirt, Scotty, that says Martin Luther King holiday check, Juneteenth holiday check, next reparations. I and actually so even glad. I heard a local I'm so glad you put it that way, bro. And let me tell you, because I've been seeing all the criticism. And, and actually, I attended my first Juneteenth event in my life uh, on uh, on on the 19th. They had one in Gastonia, North Carolina. That's the largest city in uh, Gaston County. This was the third annual Juneteenth event. My daughter became a vendor, you know, slash sponsor. Um, we had a bunch of black businesses mm-hmm. there. My daughter did pretty good. Um, there was a lot of cultural celebration. The brothers was on the drums, the bongos. It, it was just a, a really, mm-hmm. really, you know, positive experience. And I was there at my table. I had, I should have made more, but I could only afford to make up, uh, 54 page information packets talking about the exact history of Emancipation Day, you know, people called it different things throughout the year. Um, but, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, Lincoln's General Order Number 3, um, which was read in Galveston. And then, you know, uh, I gave that history, but then I, I'm, the next page, the 13th Amendment, and how Lincoln negotiated with the Confederates to uh, come back into the Union, even though he in a position of power after all these people didn't die to put down the Confederacy, you you acting like, you know, they got to say. But that's how we got the 13th Amendment with the uh, slavery as punishment for crime loophole in the 13th Amendment. But uh, also had in there... Um, the they just revived as a result or or being re-energized in Congress to reintroduce the abolition amendment, which which get rid of the exception clause in the thirteenth amendment. So that there is no mm-hmm. no no exceptions for slavery under any con- condition. So that's been revived. I had that in there and then I had uh the last page, last two pages uh, resources on the internet where in, in the books that was put out prison slavery by Lee Wood uh, you got um, I think his last name is Mr. Blackman with slavery by another man, name the re-enslavement of African Americans between World War One or, or two mm-hmm. something like that then I had Ava DuVernay's um, uh, Oscar nominated documentary the 13th in there and then I had the Black mm-hmm. Talk Radio podcast New Abolitionist Radio uh, podcast with you know mm-hmm. years and years and years you know that's how huge that archive is so it was very po- and, and the reception from the people was very positive and so I'm there to recruit them to the new abolitionist movement but getting back to the point that you made making a t-shirt that says says MLK check um, Juneteenth check then waiting on reparations but then people were saying cynically that well, they passed the bill without passing the hate crime bill first, and or they didn't pass the federal lynching law or first. Okay, that's not you know it's not that simple. You know you have individual bills that people been working on for years, including that Juneteenth bill in Cobra. You know, along with um, Congressman, late Congressman Conyers. You know, they they just got HR forty in there with all those sponsors and what have you. So this is not a simple process. It's a time-staking uh, process. But those are dom- – I was thinking of it like when you when you was a kid, did you set up dominoes all in a row, and then you push that one domino over and then knock over the, the ones that's – that's what way I'm looking at Juneteenth. I'm looking at that being signed into law as – a, a legal document that can be used by the reparations community. You know, last week with your guests or the last show with your guests, we was talking about the legalities of it. Well, that could be entered into discovery. You just admitted that you, you know, practice slavery. This is just another, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, something to add to our evidence. So I think it was a good thing, but often, you know, social media is, is, emotional driven a lot of times and people don't take the time to, to think these things out. So I agree with you. Get a t-shirt with them dominoes. Make it dominoes though. Don't make it a, a <laughs> <laughs> dominoes that's them fail. All right. That's a good idea too. 
All right. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> so we're going to uh, move on. Another um, item I just uh, – another item in the news is, um, you know, we talked um, um, we talked on the previous show about Tulsa, um, and, and um, I don't think we ever did a show on Rosewood, and maybe we, we'll do a show on, on, on Rosewood. And I just found <clears throat> an article that talks about some of the, the some of the descendants from the Rosewood massacre, which was actually just a couple years after Tulsa, 1923, um, two years after the Tulsa race, uh, massacre um, in, in Florida. And the article says their ancestors died before they could fully enjoy the reparations they received. Years later, the money played a big role in going to college. And so they're talking about some of the, um, because part of the reparations fund that was set up in Florida was not only given to the um, survivors and their descendants, but it was also put in a fund for um, college education. And so this is an article about a sister named Brianna Larkin. Um, she was a teenager growing up in South Florida, and she learned of a life-changing detail about her family tree. Her grandmother was a descendant of the 1923 Rosewood Massacre. On New Year's Day, 1923, just two years after the Tulsa Race Massacre, white vigilantes targeted and destroyed Rosewood, a tight-knit majority black community in Levi County, Florida. The terror attack, which lasted over a week, started after a 22-year-old white woman accused a black man of physically assaulting her in Southern Florida, Again, that being the pretext, which we know was not accurate in Tulsa or in this case. Um, the surviving black residents fled to nearby areas and did not return home. Um, but the article goes on to talk about how um, Sister Brianna Larkins um, was able to acknowledge her um, lineage to the Rosewood Massacre and use that for um, to get money to um, get her... Um, Pay for help pay for her college and, and finish um, to graduate with a, a college degree. So yeah, so um, you know some people are talking about you know what are some of the specific things that reparations can do and uh, education scholarships is definitely one of those of many things that we need to consider for reparations. So um, we had intended to have. Um, a guest on today, Brother H.A. Um, Jabbar, who is the male co-chair of the Youth Commission. And last year at our convention, we actually, the whole theme last year of our convention was focused around youth and young people. Uh, this year, the theme is focusing on reparations more than a check, more than a, um, more than a check. And so, uh, however, we still wanted to, we still have incorporated within that a youth section or youth component within our convention because we understand and, you know, that in order that, as you mentioned earlier, Scott, this is a, um, has been a multi-generational fight, even though, even as we see victory, as, even as we're seeing victories right now, we know that this is we need to prepare young people to continue to take up the mantle. And as I say, even as we win reparations, we're still going to have to defend it. We're still going to have to uh, protect it, maintain it, and promote it and advance it so that whatever those reparations demands that we get now in the next 10 years or 20 years, you know, we'll still want to continue to evolve them um, for, for maybe hundreds of years. So we have to continue to prepare uh, youth activists, youth reparations. I don't say, I don't say youth. We need to continue to prepare reparations activists uh, for, to continue this fight. So we're going to review the uh, schedule just so that you can get an idea of what you can expect at the Encoba Convention. And first of all, let me just say this. I, I strongly believe that the Encoba Convention, you know, and, and again, right now there's so many conferences on reparations that are being had, and, and of course Encoba is uh, excited about, about that. However, 
we believe that in COBRA that because we, we've been so focused on this work and, and so intentional about this work over the years, that we, and because we're on the ground doing the work, that we organize, um, I, I, I want to say, some of the best reparations convenings that each year. And so we really want people to really think about that, that we, we're going to bring you the top minds and the top activists and the top scholars who are working on this, thinking about this, doing the work, even now having accomplishments in, 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 in the reparations movement. And, and you're going to hear directly from those people and what they've done, what their strategies were, what has been effective, what has been some of the shortcomings, and as we continue to move this forward. So we, we carefully, carefully spend a lot of time thinking about who we want to invite, what are the issues that we want to bring, who are the scholars, who are the experts, who who are uh, who are the people that are making accomplishments in the area of reparations now, and bringing those voices together in a systematic way to make a strong presentation at our convention each year. In addition to that, our convention is also, because we are a general membership organization, grassroots organization with hundreds of members around the United States and even some members abroad, we conduct our meetings and business during our convention as well. So we have a board meeting. We have, uh, we have our general membership meeting, which is when elections take place, as well as we report out from the different commissions. We have nine commissions of NCOBRA, and those commissions do the work of the organization, primarily coming up with programs and projects and activities for us to do. And, and we also have chapters and chapter reports and region reports and regional meetings. And so we, we, we handle the business as an organization, as a nonprofit would do. And we also bring, um, other guests in to, to further edify the work and the projects that we are engaged in. And, uh, why don't we, we do this, um, um let's, play a clip, uh, it's a little short clip, we're inviting Sister Kathleen Anderson will be one of our speakers, she's the uh, elder who was the president of the Amherst NAACP and they've had success at passing a local resolution for reparations in Amherst, so we'll play that clip and come back on the other side of that and begin to talk about the Incorpora Convention schedule. I'm uh, Edwin D. Driver, came to Amherst in 1948 and began teaching at the University of Massachusetts as an instructor in sociology. I was the first person, not of European descent, to ever be employed in any capacity at the university. I looked for housing. I uh, couldn't get any in Amherst. And my wife and I ended up at the Admiral Inn in Northampton. And we were lucky to even get a room there. We got the house because the people living in it, Glenn Tinder was the landlord, was going to UMass Boston. They had just opened a new campus. So the house became available. And uh, he ignored the covenants and just sold directly to us. Reparations for Amherst is an effort to repair the harm that was inflicted upon people of African descent uh, through racial discrimination and slavery here in our community. We uh, were able to get the town of Amherst to, one, acknowledge the structural racism that has occurred, and then to commit to a path of remedy. If the reparations could make up the low salary <laughs> that, I, you know, that I didn't get at the university because of my colleagues, not giving the merit increases annually to me as they gave to others. I ended up being the lowest paid professor in the department who was the most productive. 
So if they can let that up, I would appreciate it. I would enjoy it and celebrate it. But I don't think that's going to ever happen. I believe that reparations is not a one-shot deal. It doesn't just happen one time. That it that it needs to take place in various segments and sections. All right. Um, yeah, we seem like we may be having some technical difficulties with our guest. Uh, can you see if, if Brother um, Jabbar is on yeah, now? Some, somebody on keeps calling. Him. Someone keeps calling in from the, 937. The 937 number? Yeah, that I tried to check yeah, before the him. show. Okay, so let, hopefully we can hear them this time. Maybe they had some issues before. Give me just a second. Uh, let me see. Oh. Okay. Testing, testing. Testing, testing. One, two, one, two. Okay, we hear you, brother. We hear you. Wonderful. All right, brother. Uh, well, welcome to Conversation Reparations and Cobra's Twice a Month Radio Podcast. Um, and you currently serve as a male male youth co-chair of male co-chair of the youth commission of Vancouver. And um, so we wanted to bring you on board just to discuss. We're going to just talk about the convention, the importance of the convention, and allow you to go in more in depth about the youth component of the convention at this time. So why don't we... Why Wonderful. Thank you for having us on. Yes, sir. So, well, why don't you, before we get started, this is the first time you've been on the show, right? Yes, sir. I've listened to it. Maybe, Matt, I think I'm maybe one. Maybe one. Oh, okay. Well, it's been a while, so let's, let's yes. do this. Why don't you just tell people briefly, you know, who you are, how you came to get involved with Cobra, and let's start, start with that before we go right into the um, convention. Well, Baba uh, Jamoke, I've been doing the uh, education work uh, for and working with young people for an extended period of time um, throughout throughout my travels throughout the nation. Um, I, I was at a event, a graduation in Atlanta, Georgia, of a, a African Center School, and uh, ran into Queen Mother Mashariki, and uh, she invited my wife and I to the uh, Cobra Convention. That was uh, it, it was uh, more of a reunion than a convention. It was in uh, Baltimore, and uh, this is uh, the year before, um, two years before HR, you know, forty would get actually passed. And so, um, because it was, it was a reunion, I said, I asked the question. I said, Well, where are all the young people? You know, I'm forty three <laughs> years young. <laughs> I'm forty three years young. So I said, Where are all the young people? You know, I think it was one of the you know, another sister, and that was a granddaughter that was in her 20s, you know. And Queen Mother said, well, you are the young people, you know, so go go get the rest of them and, and bring them back, you know. There you and go. So uh, <laughs> that's been my, my, my journey. And uh, I, I've gained a lot of respect, you know, quite honestly, Baba, for the, for the elders, for the work that they do on a, a voluntary basis. And so uh, to see on the inside, I, I didn't know at the time. She said, "You know, you the you the you commission co-chair." You know, she just handed it off as as if I, I didn't have a choice almost. You know, I know that you the, the work you do with education. We've been doing the uh, culturally relevant curriculum uh, seminars and training. We helped to get um, culturally relevant curriculum implemented in the Dayton public school system. Uh, Booker T. Washington's book is mandatory reading for all the students out there. And uh, doing a number of things, uh, uh, promoting uh, learning that will uh, put an end to the school-to-prison pipeline. And so, um, you know, that, that just motivated us. Uh, of course, knowing that reparations would do, that's definitely not something that's in the education system that we talked about um, two years ago in Detroit today. I was blessed to talk about uh, education that, that they're giving us is not the education necessary, but it, of course, won't include the topic of reparations and so uh just getting started that's how how i got into it i'm not sure if i answered all of your question but um we're very excited about this upcoming convention i got brother uh, a young brother coming up and uh his brother's a, a giant but I, I, i'm gonna let you uh, i'm gonna follow your lead baba 
No, that was good. That was what we wanted. You did exactly what was the assignment and giving us your background and how you got involved with the Cobra and the reparation movement. So, yeah, so why don't we go ahead and, and talk about um, what, what we have planned for this year's convention in terms of involving young people. Absolutely, man. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. Um, we, we're here 32 annual years, Baba. So um, I, I look at it because there's been a lot of naysayers, you know, out there uh, about the great work that NCOBRA has done for 32 years strong, you know, the That's elders right. that uh, volunteered their time and sacrificed their time. And uh, people don't see the the organizing and the phone calls and the, and the walking up and down the hills of uh, Capitol Hill and, and, and all of the work that goes into it. So I have, you know, so much respect for 32 years strong, man. That's three decades, you know what I mean? Some of our brothers and sisters in the Youth Commission that's all 30 and under, you know, that's their lifetime that these elders have been fighting, you know, for reparations so that they could have it to pass down to their children so that their children could have it. And so, um, right. so, so, so we, we, we just, we just deeply excited, um, for this young brother. We had to call on somebody significant. We couldn't bring anybody regular or common or normal, you know, um, on such a, a significant to- topic in, in this time of year, knowing that HR 40 has been passed is going to go to the house floor that the work, uh, and sacrifice of our elders ha- has paid off that never before has this happened before. So, you know, before that happens, who can we bring to talk to young people, to inspire young people? You know, and on that note, I, you know, there's a, a young man some time ago that coined the phrase, he said, organize, organize, organize. You know, that great Kwame Touré, you know, they want to divide us and say that, you know, the Pan-Africanist is, is a failure and, you know, that group is Pan-African. I don't think any anywhere in COBRA, national bylaws or policies and procedures it says anything about pan-african but simply our practices as an organization as an institution we're showing love for all of our people knowing that all of our people love reparations but that great kwame toure we want to divide us from that great voice and great voices and great work you know that great kwame Toure. he said to organize 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 so we were bringing a young brother that has been doing just that but we can't do it without having that Sankofa moment. And so I'm so grateful for the Ashe community and for the Ashe ministry and for the Ashe committee that has been teaching us about our history, heritage, and culture and about those great ancestors that have been doing this work. So this young brother that we are bringing on, I, I can't explain how excited. I think you can hear it in my voice how excited I am. <laughs> this yes, brother is, uh, has over 300,000 followers on Instagram. You know, over a million views of his YouTube channel. What's he talking about? Is he talking about the latest rap video? Is he talking about the uh, the shape of a uh, of his female counterpart? What's he talking about? You know, he's he's giving life on his channel, life as he says to give life to the dead. I mean, brother, I'm talking about a giant that we are, uh, have the blessed opportunity, you know, to bring on. And uh, his name is Brother Ben X. His name is Brother mm-hmm. Ben X, and I want all our elders, I want our 30 and under specifically, but I want our elders, I want our middle age, I want everybody to tune in to this Brother Ben X because this 27-year-old is a giant, and he proved it, Baba. Do you recall a young man that got into a little dispute with uh, Russell, I think, what's the name, Russell Martin? What's the name, with, with Martin, Roland Martin? He got into a dispute about... Our people don't worry about voting. We worry about giving our people jobs. We worry about doing something for ourselves. We worry, I got young people out here painting houses, learning vocations. We're putting them to work. Voting hasn't done it. You, you remember this young man by chance? Uh, I'm not familiar with that story, but go ahead. But this, but this young brother was putting young people to work because he was making $40-some-thousand a month as one of Brother Ben X's students. And so here's a young man, 27 years old, that been teaching – teaching young people the positive sides of life and uh and how to make money through themselves through what he calls digital real estate he's a a teacher of minister farrakhan who was our uh keynote speaker two years ago and minister farrakhan talked a lot about having the youth in the organization 
and the, yeah. the necessity of having young people around you, you know. And so I, I want everybody to know that the elders have told me, as a 43-year-old young, 40, young man, 43-year <laughs> young man, man that, that, uh, that they're ready to hand off the baton. But they're looking for the, the, the right crop to hand them off to. And so this is... We want we we calling all the alphas and the sigmas. We calling the Panhellenic Council. You know, we calling all of the black student uh, governments. We calling all the HBCUs. We calling all all of the black student unions. We calling calling the alphas and the omegas. We calling the AKAs. Mm-hmm. We calling the sigmas. We calling the zetas, the iotas. You know, there's a uh, there's a scripture. Don't leave out the deltas. Don't leave out the Deltas. I'd be in trouble. <laughs> Don't leave out the AKAs. I'd be in trouble. Yes, sir. <laughs> Don't leave out the... Oh, man. So so we're we, we calling all of them, 30 and under. It's our time now. You know, we, we, we saw the fighting spirit of our young people in Baltimore, Baba, you know, over Freddie Gray. We fought, saw the fighting spirit of our young people over George Floyd. We saw the fighting spirit of our young people over Mike Brown. And these are the young ones that are chosen. You know, people talk about how bad Donald Trump was. Well, you know, Donald Trump, he, he signed into into law or, or, or in the House record, you know, recognizing our 400-year sojourn here in America. You should look it up. All our listeners should look it up. You know, we paid the price. These, this is a generation that our ancestors paid, prayed for. They saw, they, they, they saw these great ones coming from all that we suffered living in hell living in the white man's hell we saw we saw these great ones coming and so they've done all that they could to keep them away from the truth they've done all that they could to keep them away from our, our righteous elders that want to hand the baton to them they did all that they could but hr 40 still passed through the work of our elders and so Bobby, we used to say on the on, on the playground we used to say scoreboard when somebody was talking stuff you know what I'm saying? What's, what did the scoreboard say? Oh, 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 okay. So HR 40 has never, it's never been passed. They've never had to argue or debate it on the House floor. And so our elders have done the unthinkable. Their, their sacrifices bore fruit. And that great man, that great teacher, uh, Minister Farrakhan, he vouched for him, Cobra. And he's, and he's now mm-hmm. Brother Ben X. So this brother has got uh, a continuation that he's going to be bringing and delivering. His title is going to be Black Youth, Reparations, and What Must Be Done. Let me say it again. His title, brother, Ben X, this young giant with over a million views on YouTube, this young giant with over uh, 300,000 followers on Instagram, this young giant that is helping and serving his community in Dallas, Texas, and around the nation helping young people put money in their pocket. He's, his topic is going to be black youth, reparations, and what must be done. Saturday, 7 p.m., don't miss it. Don't miss one word. Don't miss one syllable. Don't miss one drip. Don't miss one drop. Come with a pen and pad. This brother is the real deal. I'm 43 years young. This brother is 27. I'm not afraid to say that I love this young lion. Don't miss it. He is the truth. And, and, and Baba, I know that this is not a religious organization. You know, we come together as individuals, as a coalition, as a collective body, as organizations and individuals in Cobra working together. So we have different spiritual uh, systems and paths, but we know that as a body, we are a people. So we're returning our nationhood to us. So, so we can't be divided on our, our religion, but we got to be together on our reparations. So this young giant, I'm not afraid to say that he's been touched by Jesus. I'm not afraid to tell you that this young brother has been touched by Jesus <laughs> for all our Christian families. Now, Baba, I, I want to uh, point us to a documentary that I watched recently about the the black church and the history of the black church and how much organizing happened in the black church during the civil rights era. And so we need to return that era in time 
one of my favorite bodies of young people that we need to review, and we, Lord willing, we will be reviewing is SNCC, Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, with that great young Kwame and those great student leaders um, that rock this nation. That that he said to organize, organize, organize. And so we have to return to those days. So so I'm deeply excited about this young brother, Brother Ben X. We have uh, uh, some other guest panelists. Uh, we have a great sister and a, a guest panelist that I have a, a lot of love and admiration for. She got a great name. I've always, she's a, obviously a sister, but she got this name that's always been so powerful. Her name is uh, Sister Akila Nahanda. And that Nahanda is almost Japanese. It's like Nahanda. I mean, I, can, I mean, she, this sister is powerful brother um akila nahanda feel free to she's a, a a social media diva she's a, a creative sister hu grad uh representing howard to the fullest uh you know i, I came into the nation myself at muhammad mosque number four washington dc grew up in washington dc and so we got a special love for our sister akila, akila nahanda from houston texas is going to be representing on the panel we got a young brother uh named shaka and I'm uh, this young lion. I'm I'm real excited about this young brother. He's with an organization called Black Men Rising out of New Orleans, Louisiana. Black Men Rising, powerful group. We brought these young brothers to um brother to uh, Dayton, Ohio, to uh, speak to young men. We did about uh, I think five high schools and two junior highs, and uh, these these young brothers were powerful. But we've been working together to uh, in the school to prison pipeline in both New Orleans and in uh, Dayton, Ohio, and, and across the nation. And so we're very excited to work with these uh, these young lions to build out the Youth Commission. We're going to be uh, inviting our, our nation of youth, 30 and under, young adults, youth and young adults, 30 and under, to join the Youth Commission to uh, take on some great work. We're going to be giving away two awards um, for, to respecting our elders that, that gave supreme love to our uh, to our young people, uh, Baba Imari Obadeli, who you could probably tell us more about, uh, Baba, um, and also Queen Mother Audrey Moore, and so we're going to be giving away an award in their name, honoring our elders, as as one day we will be elders, and, and hope that our works will be uh, valuable enough to be honored, and so uh, honoring those that have walked before us and that have done the work. That uh, that uh, what the young people say that they bought that life, the all money in, you know, um, giving giving respect to those that have gone before us, and so we'll be giving uh, those two awards away, and we'll be having a panel and our keynote speaker, uh, brother Ben X, sister Akila Nahanda on the panel, brother uh, Shaka from uh, New Orleans, sister Akila from uh, Houston, Texas, and uh, it's it's gonna be a powerful moment Saturday, seven p.m. Again, don't miss it. His brother Ben X is not a small time player. He's only twenty seven, giving uh, uh giving uh conferences in Puerto Rico, traveling the world, right. you know, giving understanding, uh in training. And so he'll be he'll be speaking on that topic. Yeah, now like in you. terms of the the Imari Obadelli Queen Mother Moore um awards, are you you're giving those awards out to elders or are you giving those out to young people? We'll be giving them out to elders. Oh, okay, okay. We'll be giving them out to uh, elders, and I do. But, uh, mm -hmm. in, in, in the fine. future, in in the future, yeah, they may be given to young people as well. Sure, yeah, and I just wanted to be clear. I know you said several times HR forty passed, and and we've talked about HR forty a lot on on these shows, but just so that people are clear on this recording, that you know HR forty passed out of committee. It passed out of the Judiciary Committee, and we intend for it to go to the floor. Congress hasn't passed it as a bill, but it has passed out of committee. And that is historic. Um, that is the first time it's ever passed out of committee, um, out of the Judiciary Committee, on, and so that such that it can now go to the floor of Congress. So I just wanted to be clear of that. And then also when you talked about challenging the the, the – I know you talked about the, the fraternities and sororities and other folks. I just – wanted you to know that uh, I also made put a very strong, strong challenge to the movement for black lives leadership on a reparations uh, teaching that they had earlier this month. And, and, and I 
all I pleaded, begged, uh, summoned, <laughs> challenged in every way I could to, for them to consider, you know, getting involved without our convention uh, and, and, and sitting at the well and the feet of the elders and they can continue to be more effective uh, reparations activists. Yeah. All righty then. Well, if you just want to, uh, you have any closing remarks in terms of the youth section, then you can still hang on and we're going to just talk a little bit for the last, for the rest of the show, just about some of the, give some of the highlights for the rest of the convention. Um, want to thank you for coming on and, and, and sharing your energy and your enthusiasm. And we were glad that, um, Queen Mother Mashariki uh, recruited you and that you answered the call. Um, I, I know one of my mentors, I don't know, yeah, I say we're coming with another word than that. One of, one of my, um, elders, she said that, um, she said, you know, some people say many are called, few are chosen. And then she says many are called, few are chosen, yet fewer choose because mm-hmm. you have to have to make the decision yourself to answer the call, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you may be chosen, <laughs> like you said, she said, you it, but then you still had to answer the call, right? So we give thanks and praises for those who not only hear the call and are given the call, but actually choose to accept the call. Yes, sir. Uh, Brother Jamoke, this is Scotty, and greetings to the guests. Uh, we do need to take our station identification break, and you have one, oh, yeah. more, one more clip. Uh, that's about six minutes, the emotional emancipation. If you wanted y'all, uh, to share that and chop it up on that as well. So, so you want to take us? Yeah, well, we, 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 I want to say that till we get to that section of the convention. Okay. You want to take us yeah. to break then? Yeah, you can go ahead and do the break. Mm-hmm. Make Black Talk Radio your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. All right, you're listening to Black Talk Radio. This is your host, Brother Jimoke Fatayo, representing in Cobra Conversation Reparations. is the show, and we have as our guest, Brother H.A. Jabbar, male co-chair of the Youth Commission in just finished discussing the component, the youth convention com- component of our convention. So we, we already gave kind of overall perspective of what's going on with our convention and the purposes of it. So we're going to just kind of go into the schedule. So one of the things that the COBRA has always understood is important is that we ground this work in, in the spirit. And we, and so we know that, and as Brother said, we are a coalition. We have different faith traditions and we're not proselytizing or anything like that. However, we do feel like it is important to do anything in our tradition. We recognize the creator and our ancestors first to lay the foundation for whatever that we do such that it will be, um, blessed and, um, highly favored. So we, we begin that tradition edition with a drum call and the drum call this year will be brought to you by saying conscious drummers it's a group of drummers that i worked with very closely in atlanta the leader of the group actually happened to now be the national excuse me now happens to be the male co-chair of the atlanta chapter of Encobra. and then we we will move from that with opening from chief or uh, Penny Gamble Williams. She is of the Wampanoag. She's part Wampanoag and part African American heritage. She's a spiritual leader. And she's going to give us, uh, indigenous Native American blessing and words of inspiration and prayer. And from that, we will bring Brother Onaji Mouid, who's with the Health Commission of Incobra, will give us a Muslim prayer. Reverend Joanne Watson, who is, uh, I don't even know what to say about Reverend Joanne Watson. She's a phenomena <laughs> in, in, in reparations movement and has done a lot of great work in Detroit with the NAACP, with John Conyers, with the Detroit chapter of Encobra and has continued to, um, be an outstanding advocate for reparations. 
she will be giving us a Christian prayer. And then we will have Baba Akinyele Mojo, who's out of Atlanta with the New African People's Organization, giving, um, and also uh, African American Faith Professor at Georgia State University, who will give us an opening libation. So we will ground our convention in spirit. And then from there, we will have greetings from our, our national co-chairs, and we will give an overview about what everybody expects coming up for the rest of the day. We begin the day with a, a special presentation by Bob Akinley and Moja, giving us the history of the reparations movement, and then followed by that with a charge, and special words by the Honorable Judge Mathis. And Judge Mathis has agreed to come on and be a spokesperson for Encobra. Again, um, going back to Reverend Joanne Watson, she is our connection to him, and they have long history together, and so we are so fortunate to have him as a high-profile person to bring some words, power, inspiration, and in a way to own two kings. Then we will continue, then we will go more specifically into the history of Encobra with one of our founding members, um, the dynamic attorney, Ajo Ayaturo, one of the founding members of Encobra, as well as our great elder and archivist and historian and griot, General Rashid, who really, we should say, probably predates Encobra with his membership in the Republic of New Africa, which was one of the key foundational formations that brought Encobra into existence. And there we will have a break. Coming out of the break, and um, I'm sorry, all of this is happening on Friday. I didn't say that. Friday, June the 25th. So that's this Friday coming up. Friday, June 25th, starting at noon. History of reparations starting at 12.30 after the opening of March and prayers. And then this will be the the main part of the day or one main part of the day which will be the legislative commission will focus on national and local reparations. Again, Reverend Joanne Watson giving us the history of H.R. 40 as I mentioned earlier working very closely with John Conyers and reparations Ray Jenkins who actually planted the seeds seeds for H.R. 40. Uh, Sister Kenneth who is our national female co-chair of the Legislative Commission will be giving us current strategy and actions and just so that people know that this is not a, a talking conference this is a working convention and conference we'll be giving you, as I said earlier strategy, action plans action items for you to uh, take home and, and use to organize in your local city, well not take home because it's a virtual convention, right, for you to use and organize around in your city, in your town, in your state, and also at the national level. Dr. Ryan Daniels, who pulled together NARC, the National African American Reparations Commission, will give us an introduction to Sheila Jackson Lee. And again, uh, I want to borrow some of the enthusiasm from Brother Jabbar, but um, Sheila Jackson Lee, Congresswoman, has just been so amazing at pushing H.R. 40. Uh, we know that the bill was introduced by Conyers and carried for about 30 years in the last two years, um, I think three years maybe. Sheila Jackson, he, he passed the baton on to her, and she's been very advocate, outspoken advocate for H.R. Uh, 40 and moving H.R. 40 in Congress. This is the first time, as Jabbar mentioned, it passed out of committee and, and will go to the floor of Congress soon. Also, you should note that we now have 188 co-sponsors. As of the last time I checked, 188 co-sponsors, which is, um, again, just phenomenal for this bill coming to the floor of Congress with that many co-sponsors. In the past years, we usually average maybe 20, maybe high five, 30, 40 Congress people, but not 188. So again, that's a lot of the work due to Sheila Jackson Lee, as well as a lot of grassroots efforts from Encobra and other organizations. Then we will move into local reparations. We've been having a lot of success in this area. 
of local reparations. Is is I just saw an article today talking about eleven cities talking about reparations, as well as many states now. California has passed a resolution for reparations, and we talked about that on our last show with the commission chair of the task force of the reparations task force that was created by the state of California, but also the state of New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, uh, Vermont, Illinois, all of those states and, and several other states have local statewide legislation. Robin Ruth Simmons, who has become a shining star in the reparations movement, who passed the bill in Evanston for reparations two years ago, and now that bill is being activated. Um, we will have her to speak to us. Justin Hansford is a dynamic young man, lawyer, who sits at the as executive director of the Thoroughgood Marshall Center for Civil Rights. And he, along with a group of activists coming out of a conference, decided that they needed to be like a network that people can go to and find out what are some of the different actions and um, activity that's going on around reparations, where there has been successes already or where there's still current activities going on. So they have an interactive map with information and just a lot of other information called the African American Redress Network. The African American Redress Network. And you can go onto their website and find out all, all, all of the resources and information that they, they make available. Then we have Sister Kathleen Anderson. We played a clip earlier about the Amherst um, as a city. She's the NWCP president uh, that worked with a coalition of people to pass a bill in Amherst for reparations there. And then we will have a special intergenerational dialogue focusing on the five injury areas that the COBRA has put forth with a young woman, Brianna Moore, who uh, won a fellowship to teach a law class on reparations at the University of Pennsylvania. And she will be in conversation with our esteemed elder activist scholar warrior, Dr. Ray Wimbush, and that will be moderated by Reverend Mattinello. So, again, a very strong day dealing with the legislative aspect of reparations at the national level, at the local level. We are really proud of the, the work that our legislative commission has done in, in leading this fight and being a resource. A lot of times you see in the news about different cities and uh, states doing uh, reparations bills, but many of those bills uh, and resolutions in COBRA has been in the background uh, helping to write them, helping to shape them, helping to argue for them, giving testimony for them, and other ways of supporting those uh, legislators in, in moving those bills forward. And traditionally on our convention on Friday evening, we have a town hall meeting and this is um, traditional in a sense that this is where we really invite the community to come and find out more about reparations and we bring in different speakers from different perspectives. We have the uh, another, I don't know how where we where we sit here. Now, he's not quite a youngster, but he's not quite an elder either. <laughs> so that's Dr. Greg Kimati Carr, who's a dynamic uh, scholar activist also. Um, based at Howard University, African American Studies Department, and uh, you can also see him on Thursdays on the Roland Martin Show, and also on uh, Sister Karen Hunter's Show. Um, very um, much, I think we could call him a thought leader. Very uh, wise in, in his years of um, understanding the movement, understanding African history and African liberation. We really appreciate the insights that he brings to the table. Again, Dr. Ray Wimbush will be on that town hall meeting. Esther Stanford, Jose, um, she is, um, what do we say, queen of the reparations movement in Europe, internationally renowned activist uh, for reparations, made a lot of, has done a lot of work, particularly in London, but also uh, throughout Europe and even in the Caribbean as well and Africa. Um, very, very, very powerful, profound um, activist in this movement. We look forward to 
what she brings to the table every time she places our places our Nicoba conventions. Sister Cecile Johnson is an um, international human rights activist, again, a wealth of information, very knowledgeable about international law and how we um, use international law to advance reparations, how we use international law to advance sovereignty and nationhood. And so we're very glad to have her to um, at the table as well. Mama Athea Waganza, long-time, long-time activist elder. She has worked with the New African People's Organization, and her primary um, focus has been on political prisoners and prisoners of war. And COBA has long tradition of making sure that we include um, our fight and demand for political prisoners and prisoners of war in the work that we do for reparations. They are a high priority for COBRA. It should be a high priority for the reparations movement. And so uh, we, we welcome her um, insight around how we continue to fight for our elders, many of them who have been languishing in in these jails and are very sick now, unfortunately. Um, and so we, we need to get all of them out as soon as we can. Um, Sister Dreesen, she does represent uh, the young up-and-coming guard in the tradition of Ajua Ayaturo and keeps fighting for she works with the Human Rights Watch. And, oh, wow, I'm just been talking. Time is just flying. All right, let me let me move forward and brother wrap this up. Brother Rashawn Williams, a uh, young gun in his twenties, who is joined in Cobra as the male co-chair of the Philadelphia chapter, and also the program chair and helped to coordinate in, um, this whole Cobra convention this year. So moving into Saturday, again we have our spiritual opening, and then as in Cobra we um, brother Hashim. Uh, Brother Jabbar mentioned it before that we understand the importance of healing ourselves on this journey for reparations. And so we like to use the word self-repair in this work. Um, and so we, we're looking, we'll be looking at different aspects of self-repair at the family level, at the relationship level, at the community level, at the organizational level, and at the national level, how we deal with our own um, repair work that's necessary and even we, we commissioned a report to be given to us uh, that will be reported out in terms of what are some ways that we can deal with intergenerational trauma we know that trauma can be passed down from one generation to the next so one of those uh, we don't need to play the clip one of those one organization is called the community healing network um, along with the Association of Black Psychologists have come up with something they call Emotional Emancipation Circle. And I wasn't going to say this at first. I was going to compare it to AA for racism. But I actually I heard one of the speakers who works closely with them actually refer to it as that. So I, I feel like we can use that analogy. But it, it's a very powerful tool that's been created by the Community Healing Network, as I said, in association with the Association of Black Psychologists to work on healing and to work on the uh, healing that we all need being in this oppressive country, all of us being impacted by racism in different levels, in different ways. And so that's one of the tools that we have is these emancipation, excuse me, emotional emancipation circles. And so we will be sharing that information in our position. And, and Sister Nana Harris-Paris, who again, very dynamic woman, based in Atlanta. We've done work with her before in terms of um, she's written a book around self-care and she understands self-care is not just pampering yourself, but self-care as how, how do you empower yourself in every aspect of your life not you know physical, mental uh, psychological, economical political, in every way how do you empower yourself and get what you need so that you can even be more successful in what you do and your goals and dreams and your contribution celebration struggle and then at following that panel, which is on Saturday from 4 to 6.40 p.m. in East Times and Eastern Standard Time, we will have, uh, I'm sorry, I think those times are not accurate. 
they got it mixed up. Okay, four three forty Eastern Standard Time and then four five thirty. Well let me not give you time because it looked like it, it mixed up on the schedule. I apologize. But Saturday afternoon will be the self repair segment, healing and self repair segment, followed by the youth segment, which you just heard from the Jabbar um, breakdown. And then we'll have our closing remarks. And on Sunday, we have uh, traditionally every year in Cobra, we have what we call Reparation Sunday. Reparation Sunday is in, is a spiritual gathering where we come together and honor our ancestors, honor the reparations movement, and rededicate ourselves spiritually to this work. Each ceremony that we've done over the years on Reparations Sunday is a unique ceremony, whether we go to a lake or ocean, a river, a plantation, a cemetery, a place, a, a massacre, or wherever. We go there honoring our ancestors, and uplifting our ancestors and uplifting ourselves. This year we will be focusing on libations in correlation with the five forms of reparations, as well as we will have, because this is virtual and we have to do it a little bit differently, we still wanted it to be interactive. So we we're going to have some interactive part segments of it where you will, you will give a prayer for reparations where you can offer your song for reparations where you can offer, um, contribute to, um, be a part of a visualization for reparations and, uh, dance for reparations. And so we, we will have those interactive components as well. But the Reparations Sunday is a very unique and special ceremony that started before I even joined in Cobra in 1996. And I've been blessed since 2004 to be the keeper, the custodian of the Reparation Sunday ceremony. And then after that, we will have our general membership meeting, which will be from 12 to 4 p.m. Um, at Eastern Standard Time. Again, a very important business meeting up in Cobra. During that meeting, we will receive an award from the city of Evanston. As well as I said, we'll take care of the business of our organization, have reports, have elections, and then we'll have our closing thoughts and reflections of our convention. And on all of this is on Sunday, June 27th. So, you still with us, Brother Jabbar? Okay. I'm still so, here. Oh, you are there? I'm still here. Okay. So, anything you want to add as we close out, close out the show? Well, we hope everybody tunes in, gets their regist- get, get, uh, registered for the convention, the conference. And that they become members, uh, that they find yeah. a uh, commission that they're passionate about, and that they become members, join into this uh, coalition, bringing all the different uh, uh, original black people together, uh, different organizations, different uh, philosophies, but agreeing on reparations. We hope that you That's tune right. in to uh, our keynote speaker, Brother Bennett, uh, Saturday at 7 p.m., that our uh, our panelists, Sister Akila Nahanda uh, from Houston, Texas, the Nation of Islam, and uh, Brother Shaka from New Orleans, young brother from uh, Black Men Rising Movement. So we're very excited. The Youth Commission, we're calling all young people 30 and under, and uh, look forward to it, Baba. Thank you for having us on. Yes, thank you. Thank you for your good work. And again, to get more information about our Encobra Convention, you can go to Eventbrite to register, Eventbrite, and you'll find it under Encobra Convention, and you can register for the convention. There's a one price for the convention, an additional price you can pay um, for the membership with Encobra. And so, as, as Brother Jabbar said, we definitely encourage you to join Encobra. And again, you don't have to give up your organization affiliation. You can continue to be involved in whatever organization formation you are in. And bring and bring that formation to the table, to the reparation table, be the liaison between your organization and Encobra, so that we can all be on the same page, moving to the same tune, to the same victory of reparation. And so again, Eventbrite, 
You can find out how to register for the convention also on our website, in cobraonline.org, in cobraonline.org, that's N-C-O-B-R-A, in cobraonline.org, as well as national, as well as the Cobra Convention at Eventbrite. We encourage you to take part in this powerful convention that's coming up this strong end. July, um, June 25th through the 27th, starting at noon on Friday the 25th. Again, you've been listening to Conversation Reparations. Um, we want to thank our guest again, Brother A.J. Jabbar, the Youth Commission of Incobra. And you've been listening to Conversation Reparations with your host, Jamoka Ikitayo. And you can reach me directly at reparationsj at gmail.com, reparationsj at gmail.com. Also at six seven eight four three seven seven eight eight two six seven eight four three seven seven eight eight two. We look forward to seeing you at our convention. Com- this has been conversation reparation. Cause they making a killing And war generates more loot So that's why Bush is going off Time's cocked like Joey But if you go, he don't care about jobs it seems So I gotta use my pen to get money Like an ATM machine The economy's at the lowest by far So I'm the black man gotta work hard Like Mel Porno songs to my soldiers At a Cobra, hold your head It's not over, Jim Crow ain't dead He just got a little older More colder, so we gotta be less passive More bolder, so don't tell me Wagging the road when the plant feels Level yet. I thought you knew. Only credit they'll get from me is an IOU. And I don't care about no damn quotas. Just give me but you owe for force to take it back like Santos. No, we won't renounce the day. Hi, the Black Talk Media Project would like to invite you to become a member of the BTR Community subscription-based social media platform. BTR Community is a platform that was set up for the listening audience of Black Talk Radio Network, the number one independent black radio network online. For just $24 per year, your subscription gives you access to an interactive space to share information with like-minded people with your privacy guaranteed. Your subscription will go a long way to help us maintain and improve our current media platforms. It will also help provide a budget so that we can begin the task of establishing localized media centers and radio stations across the United States. The best way to show your support and appreciation for what we do here at Black Talk Radio is to subscribe. Help us to help you be informed. Join btrcommunity.com today.